What's up, everybody? I'm B. Floyd. And I'm Shantae, the Black Therapist. And we are Heal You with another episode. Yes, coming to you, helping you not only heal yourself, but then also your relationships. We're going to start by giving you an overview of today's episode, um, starting off with relationship goals. We're really going to try to answer the questions about anxiety, right? Something that we all experience from time to time, but how does it affect us individually and then also our relationships? Right. We're also going to answer the question, what is anxiety? We're going to identify the different types of anxiety, what causes anxiety, the symptoms of anxiety, the treatment and coping strategies that you can uh, learn for a for anxiety. Yeah, we're also going to take a look at how anxiety really impacts your relationships. And then we're going to answer the question, how can I support my partner if they suffer from anxiety or if I have anxiety, right? How can we support each other really looking and focusing on the do's and don'ts? Right. And after that, we're going to share our journey. We're going to share how anxiety affects our relationship and we're going to discuss the, the difference between a disagreement, an argument, a fight, and a full-out war. Mm, so, so stay tuned. Yes, stay tuned as we kind of just jump right on into it. You know, answering the question, what is anxiety? You know? Anxiety is a normal emotion put into proper context. It is also your brain's way of reacting to stress and alerting you of potential danger that lies ahead. Yes, yeah, so anxiety is normal when it's put into a proper context. But what what if it's not a proper context? What if we're just so afraid of, of going out into public that it's it's de- defeating um, the ability to go and work and go and you know spend time with our friends and our family? Right? Occasional anxiety is okay, right. but anxiety disorders is a different thing. Right now, according to the DSM. The general anxiety disorder is excessive anxiety and worry occurring more days than not for at least six months about a number of events or activities such as work, school, home, life, uh, etc. The individual the individual finds it difficult to control the worry and the anxiety and worry is associated with, with the numerous things. Um, you have symptoms re, uh, ranging from restlessness are feeling keyed up on stage, are on edge, being easily fatigued, difficulty concentrating, our mind going blank, irritability, muscle tension, and sleep disturbance. Yes. So that is the book definition right. of anxiety. That comes from the DSM, how, how we classify um, mental health disorders. But in layman terms, what does that really mean, right? What is anxiety? It's just an intense fear. You're constantly mm-hmm. worrying, overthinking. It can cause panic for something that really doesn't need. You don't really need to be reacting that way, but right. your body is unable to really regulate mm-hmm. or identify that this isn't a situation I really should be worried about so much this isn't a life or death right anxiety is healthy and normal our it's a natural normal body response when the situation calls for it right Mm -hmm. we we talk about flight or fight right you know in in emergency situations we have to have that skill but what if you're always in that mode Mm -hmm. the key word to that is identifying this is why we are giving you the definitions the layman definition and the book definition because it's often times that we 
give ourselves definitions of something that is not right. So we may say, oh, I'm feeling fatigued. We may not consider it as anxiety. We may say, oh, I need, need to sleep more. I need to, well, I'm feeling irritable. I'm irritable. So we may feel like, oh, I just, this person just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But we're not addressing or identifying what these real symptoms are and what they're related to. They're related to anxiety. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are walking around with high levels of anxiety caused by stress, caused mm -hmm. by finances, caused by the state of the world right now, right? Mm -hmm. And not even really knowing like this is anxiety or you get so used and comfortable yeah. in, in experiencing high levels of just over uneasiness, right? Your stomach is always in knots. You always, always worried about something, mm -hmm. overthinking something, and that's not healthy, y'all. That's not a normal state of being at not all. Not at all. So we're going to take a look at the different types of anxiety, right? Because anxiety is a broad term, right? But they are there are specific diagnoses that, you know, if you're experiencing huge amounts of anxiety for more than six months, you can be diagnosed with one of these disorders. The first one is the general anxiety disorder. Mm -hmm. Generalized anxiety, where you just really feel excessive, unrealistic worry and tension for really no reason. It's like, well, why are you anxious? Why are you upset? And it's like, oh, I don't even know. I just woke up feeling this way. I'm not even sure, right? Unable to really mm -hmm. identify the triggers. Right. Next is panic disorder. You feel sudden, intense fear that brings a bring on a panic attack. During a panic attack, you may break out in sweats, have chest pains, and have pounding heartbeat. Sometimes you may feel like you're choking or even having a heart attack. Mm, these are these are crucial because people experiencing panic attacks is mm -hmm. this is very real. You really do really feel real. like you're going to die, and it's like yes. stop, just breathe, right? Calm mm -hmm. down, and it's like I can't. My body, I'm unable to regulate my mm -hmm. breath, right? Or just the fear of dying. People will say, I feel like I'm dying, right. and it's like you're just having a panic attack, right? Right. And unfortunately, when you're having a panic attack, whatever caused your panic attack, these symptoms sometimes escalate that because you start thinking about double you start thinking about whatever caused the panic attack and now you're dressed with oh my goodness i'm having trouble breathing so sometimes it really escalates the situation so it's good to identify these reasons and try to find some coping skills exactly the next one is social anxiety disorder right what is this you feel just overwhelmed and worried mm -hmm. and self-conscious when you're out in public or around right. other people right you just obsessively worry that they're judging you you mm -hmm. you you're afraid of being embarrassed right and right. this can really prevent you from living a fulfilling life right? right some people really don't know what social anxiety is if you walk into a club or a party or a gathering and you're walking by and somebody in the back of you starts laughing and your mind goes are they laughing at me what 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 am i doing do, do i got something on my face or is my outfit not right that is cues of social anxiety. If people come up to you uh, having a conversation, instead of free-flowing with the conversation, you're having thoughts about what? Are, why are they want to talk to me? What? What am I going to say to them? What? What is it that drawn them to have me uh, have a conversation with me? And you're going to miss the whole social experience. Mm -hmm. And it really puts you in a box where you kind of just start feeling lonely because you're afraid right. to engage and interact. And this brings us to the next, you know, anxiety, which is specific phobias or agoraphobia, where you're afraid of certain things like heights, getting on airplanes. Um, um, your small spaces. Yes, small spaces. Right. Uh, the next one is separation anxiety. 
Yeah, little kids aren't the only ones who have separation anxiety. They get upset when their mom and dad has to go to work, right? Adults can also suffer from separation anxiety where mm -hmm. we just feel so anxious or so afraid that this person is going to leave us, right? right. Um, if they're, they're not in our sight. And that's not healthy, especially when you're in a relationship. Correct. You may feel that this person, if I, I can't leave this person because I will not be able to find another person or I don't want to lose this job or I'm going to take whatever they give me at this job because it's going to be difficult for me to go out there and go through the process of finding another job. That is it's something that you, you're willing to take something just so you won't have to endure these anxiety moments. Yes, and we got to be mindful and aware. And that brings us to what causes anxiety disorders, right? When does just normal anxiety really go into having an anxiety disorder? When we can't regulate, we can't get back to a normal state of peace, right? Mm -hmm. Um and then it's like, well, what, how does this even come upon? There's so many things that cause anxiety with the mm -hmm. first one being just genetics, right? It can run in your family. Right. That is something that can come as a shocker to some people because a lot of people don't know their family history, especially with their family spread out all around. And sometimes it's hard to have, ask those difficult questions about health and, and things of that nature. So genetics is something that you need to pay attention to and, you know, maybe ask questions. Ask your mother, your father, and see how they uh, interact with stress and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. Some of it is just the brain chemistry, how we're mm -hmm. wired, how we were made, biology, mm -hmm. right? Um, mm -hmm. some, some research says that it... Anxiety is linked to faulty circuits in our brain, you know, that control the fear and other emotions in us. So sometimes it really is outside of our control, but something we got to learn how to manage, right? right. And another cause is vi environmental stress, right? Things that have happened in our lives, events, experiences that mm -hmm. we've lived through that have caused us to be afraid, that have caused us right. to be worried, you know, going all the way back to our childhood, right? Or exactly. maybe we experienced the death of a loved one. That can be mm -hmm. traumatizing. Trauma brings about anxiety. Right. It's certain things that can happen. Like, for instance, uh, a lot of people are scared to swim because of uh, the trauma they had when they were a little kid. They almost drowned, uh, and they will be shaking around water. So just imagine those environmental stresses. If you have uh, grew up around uh, domestic violence, so when growing up, you're going to be more jumpy when things, when violent situations come, when violent uh, images on TV show up. So these are uh, environmental stresses that you need to take account of that can cause and lead to anxiety. Yes. And another thing we got to be aware of is maybe drug use or misuse, which can cause anxiety, which can increase anxiety. Mm -hmm. Things even like caffeine can increase anxiety. So we got to be aware. Like if I'm doing something, ingesting something, taking something that's causing me to be anxious, I need to be aware of that because right. that's not good. Everything from aspirins to coffee to soda, cigarettes, black and mouths everything. If you stop it immediately, your body is going to go through a withdrawal process. And sometimes people uh, handle those withdrawals different ways. You may be a lot more uh, aggressive, a lot more irritable. This is another form of anxiety. Anxiety caused from drug withdrawal or drug misuse. Yes. 
So now let's take a look at the symptoms of anxiety. Okay, I know now that I've identified I have some anxiety, but what do my symptoms look like? Like how do I operate or function when I'm having large amounts of anxiety, right? Some common symptoms are, like we just said, excessive worry. You're always in a panic or you're fearful or just not able to relax. You're always uneasy. Feeling doom or danger. If every situation you think is going to be the worst situation ever, oh, I don't want to ride this roller coaster because I saw on the news that one flew up. If, if you think that everything is going to end in some severe tragic, then that's something you need to take count on. And that is a, a symptom of anxiety. Yeah, you can also have sleep problems, right. not being able to sit still, you're jittery, shaking all the time, mm -hmm. cold, sweat, sometimes you're numb, tingling in your hands and your feet, shortness of breath. All of these things are symptoms of anxiety. Right. Breathing fast, heart palpitation, dry mouth. If you're feeling a little nauseous, um, tense muscles, these things are, are some signs that you need to try to take a step back do some breathing and try to collect yourself because these, especially with the nausea, the tense and the dizziness, we would not want you to fall out. So you need to go ahead and take uh, heed to these symptoms. These can lead to more severe things if you're just trying to brush these symptoms off as like, oh, I just need to go to sleep. Oh, I need to drink some water. Oh, oh, I need to just do this. No, you need to take serious consideration if you're having these symptoms. Yes, and then also consult a mental health professional because we do want to rule out that it's not a medical right. reason that you're having these symptoms mm -hmm. or something else causing you to feel this way. But a lot of times we'll go to the doctor, they'll run all these tests, Right. And they'll be like, well, everything's normal. Everything came out good. All your levels, everything is good. You're in good health. But it's like, well, why do I feel this way? My chest is always hurting. I'm always in pain. And your doctor may look at you and say, well, it's probably anxiety. Right. And it's like, what? Anxiety caused mm -hmm. me to feel like this? Like, no, something is really wrong. And from that point, they will refer you to see a mental health professional, mm -hmm. whether that be a counselor, a therapist, right, to help you really learn how to better manage the symptoms of your anxiety. Because we can't just make it disappear and go away completely, especially not overnight. But we got to have some specific treatment goals as well. And that's what a mental health professional can help you do is mm -hmm. learn how to manage, right, your symptoms. Right. Where um, some of the things you can do is that the professional can help you do is understand the gain control of distorted views or stressors, such as other people's behaviors or life events. You can talk to your, your medical professional, your, your mental health professional, and they can help you prioritize and make you um, interpret your, your thoughts so it won't be uh, so negative and, and lead to anxiety. You can talk to somebody. You can have a, a sounding board where you can hear yourself say these things and somebody can say, well, okay, this is what this is. This is your, your views and thoughts are kind of twisted this way. It's kind of leading to you having some tense and anxiety. Yes. And they'll also, you know, really um, recommend that you also do other things other right. than just talk therapy, do mm -hmm. some breathing techniques, some meditation, some yoga, some walking, exercising, hiking, mm -hmm. doing something physical usually is the best way to really help mm -hmm. manage your anxiety. They mm -hmm. may um, refer you to, to get a prescription for a medication, which is, you know, um, some, some people choose to do that, whereas some people want to try natural and healthy 
healthy ways, but you got to do what is best for you at the end of the day and working with someone and just help you answer the questions. Cause we're not, we're not taught these things, right? No one says like, Hey, do you have anxiety? This is what you should do. And this is what's going to work exactly for you because everyone is different. So we got to find out what works for us. And that comes with trial and error that comes with patience, but we got to do the work cause we're worth it. And you don't deserve to live a life just full of anxiety day in and day out, day in and day out. You, you're worth more than that. Yep. And so some other things that we can do to manage anxiety, you know, taking the steps to really lead a healthier lifestyle so that we can also limit and decrease our symptoms, right, is learning about a disorder if we have it. If we are diagnosed with anxiety, you know, we need to know, we need to become an expert in it because it's in our best interest to do that. And we have to drive our treatment. No one else is going to know better right. what you're going through other than you. The more knowledge we have on the situation, the better it is for ourselves and the better it is for the mental health professional. You can help the mental health professional uh, come up with a plan that best fits you. Yes. And we got to stick to it, too. When we right. try something that works, we can't stop, right? Sometimes we do take a medicine, we feel mm -hmm. better, we stop taking it, and it's like, oh, why don't I feel good again, right. right? So even if your medicine is walking, exercising, don't stop because those things are going to help you lead mm -hmm. the best life right? Uh, mm -hmm. Along with cutting down on unhealthy foods or not misusing drugs, alcohol, right? Eating right, getting mm -hmm. enough sleep, learning ways to relax, you know, are so, so helpful. Right. And also quit uh, punishing yourself. If you set a goal, do not beat yourself up. Oh, I didn't do it because that's going to cause anxiety as well. What you can do is take a step back and say, okay, I got this far. I didn't complete it all the way, but I'm proud that I have set the goal and I attempted to. So tomorrow I need to start again because a lot of times we don't complete our goals and, and, and it just we just beat ourselves up. We just call, we, we, we give ourselves these negative thoughts that just compounds each other until now we don't even want to uh, try to do the goals for tomorrow. It, it's, it's just a constant battle and then that causes more anxiety. So you're just fighting an uphill battle. So stay consistent stick to it and work it. Yeah. And we got to learn how to manage our stress in healthy ways. Life ain't easy. Y'all know it, right? There's stress stressors all around us that can happen and, and push us to this space that we don't want to be in if we allow it. So mm -hmm. doing things like keeping a journal, really trying to manage your negative thoughts, mm -hmm. getting together with friends and seeking support can be so, so helpful if you right. are suffering from anxiety. Yes. Recognizing the events, recognizing the day, if it happened in the daytime it happened at night did it happen after talking to a certain person did it happen when i got off work journaling and notating these things can help you uh manage your anxiety better identify your triggers and get to the solution for sure Correct. but then that brings us into our next question right i know that I, i'm suffering some from some anxiety that i want to get better control over better manage you know but how is this and how could it impact my relationship right? How can anxiety impact my, my relationship and sometimes in a negative way, right? If I'm always afraid, I'm worrying, I'm overthinking about the state of mm -hmm. our relationship, I'm feeling under overwhelmed, right. you know, this can put unnecessary pressure on the relationship. Right. Some of the signs of potential relationship anxiety are wondering if you matter to your partner. 
Uh, you have those constant questions. Uh, if, would your partner miss you if you were gone? Would they support you if you needed some support? If you if you ran out of uh, running short on rent and it, you got some issues with your housing, would they allow you to come move with them? These are some thoughts that you have when you're wondering if you matter to your partner. Um, another one is doubting your partner's feelings for you. Asking yourself, do my partner really love me? Do they love me? Do, do they demonstrate they love me? Um, why are they loving me? Uh, is there something that that they're doing? Is, is there some kind of underlining uh, thing behind them loving me? And I, it's just question yourself. Why is this? Why is your partner loving you? Uh, another thing that is a sign of relationship anxiety is worrying that they want to break up with you. You avoid bringing up issues that bother you. You avoid bringing up why have you completed something that you said you were going to do? You said you're going to do this. So you have this anxiety that the partner is going to be upset with you for raising the issues you have. And so you just sit back and just allow your partner to do things that 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 just drives you crazy. You ignore everything just because you don't want to uh, cause an issue to where they, they consider breaking up with you. Uh, another situation is doubting long-term compatibility. Not thinking that your your partner is the one for you. No matter if the relationship is going great, you're always thinking of something that is not going to be causes the relationship to have a longevity in it. You're going to overemphasize uh, significance of minor things. You're going to say, "Oh well, I always envision my uh, being in love with a six foot man, and my partner is only five eleven. These going to be." you know, minor things, but you're going to really put emphasis on it because you have anxiety about the relationship. Uh, and another one is uh, sabotaging the relationship. Picking unnecessary arguments just to try to push your partner away. You're going to uh, initiate controversy in the relationship so they can go ahead and say, you know what? I don't want to be with this. This is too much for me. And that way you can tell the story, well, I did everything I could in a relationship. The person broke up with me. So this is this is anxiety in a relationship. Yes, and anxiety can destroy your relationship right. if you allow it. It can put such a major strain. It can be the third will that you don't want mm. to be there in your relationship if you allow it. And that's why communication is so important because anxiety... Right anxiety really can cause relationship breakdowns, right? right? If we're not expressing our true feelings because we're afraid, mm -hmm. we're so anxious, we're so nerdy, worried, I'm sorry, we're always overthinking, you know, this not only puts a barrier in the relationship because your partner doesn't know what's going on, but then the anxiety gets stronger. You're right. you're now the 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 feelings become more intense because now instead of just releasing, you know what, I got a problem with this or this is how that made me feel, it's building from for days and right. weeks and sometimes months at a time, and that's not good. Right. right. And then the main thing in communication, you need to pay attention and listen because with anxiety, sometimes you start reading into the words that your your partner is, is saying. They may be saying something and you're going to take it a lot deeper than what they're trying to say. So you need to pay attention to anxiety in a relationship can cause so many issues. Yes. And it can also cause us to procrastinate. Right. Right. Or just act so impuls impulsively. Mm -hmm. 
you know, rushed without really giving it thought because we, we're afraid to really sit in this feeling. We don't mm-hmm. want anxiety brings such an uncomfortable feeling, right. right? No one likes the feeling. So we try to do things to avoid mm-hmm. it. So we try to avoid certain conversations or situations, yeah. but that's not healthy no. if you're trying to have a really successful and powerful relationship. Right. And these situations have you missing out on a good time. If you're spending more time um, worrying about Worrying about the relationship instead of enjoying the relationship, that is something that is anxiety relationship and it can be detrimental to your relationship. And over time, relationship anxiety can can lead to physical things that's going on with you. You can have emotional distress, a lack of motivation in relationship. Believe it or not, lack of motivation is a big thing in a relationship. Your partner may want to go enjoy the night. You just be like, you know what, I'm just just going to watch TV. Fatigue or emotional exhaustion. You can have upset stomach or other physical concerns that's going to further hamper the relationship and and enhance your anxiety in a relationship. Yeah. And then it can lead to insecure behaviors, right? Like going through somebody's phone because you're anxious, you're nervous, they cheating, they talking to somebody else Mm -hmm. when really you just need to talk to them or build trust, right? Mm -hmm. Or you guys need to work on commitment, but we're allowing the anxiety to to drive us to do things that normally we probably wouldn't do if the anxiety, the fear wasn't there, right? We cannot let anxiety be the driver or the divider in our relationships. Right. Insecure thinking, insecure things can cause that. Um... Another insecure thing is going out with an ex and just say, oh, no, they're just my friend. I don't know why you're tripping. uh, You're acting insecure, but really you're the insecure one and you're trying to find some stability by trying to cause another issue in the relationship. Yeah, and we got to be careful of those because those drive us further apart. When we're doing things driven by anxiety, Mm -hmm. that's not the healthy or the best way to do it. And we got to talk about these things, really sit and talk. You know, and that leads us to our next point. How can I support my partner if they do have anxiety? Because I don't want this to be the reason that we don't work or that we can't make it work or get closer together because the anxiety is the wedge between us. Right. One of the things my wife mentioned that you can do is educate yourself. I know it's hard. Uh, It's more research, but these research can enhance your relationship. It can also enhance your inner self. So educate yourself on anxiety and accept accept that people are going through anxiety and that there's a, a, a path for you to help them and support them. Yeah, you got to educate yourself and accept the that the, this is what they're dealing with so that mm-hmm. you can support them. If not, you guys are going to be against each other. You're not going to be on the same team, right? And mm-hmm. and then that when you kind of get some knowledge about it, you, you share that with mm-hmm. them and encourage them to seek help themselves. Or if they're not fully aware of what they're going through, just, you know, calmly, gently ask them, babe, I've noticed that, you know, a lot of times you're always overthinking or you're mm-hmm. always asking me these, you know, irrational questions about it. Do I love you if I'm cheating? I think maybe some anxiety. Let's talk about this, right? How can I support you in this? And sometimes that means... Your partner needs to go to therapy, right? Because you can't be their therapist. That's just not. I can't be my husband's therapist. It's just not possible. It's too heavy. You know? And if they're not not ready to seek help 
which sometimes is the case. You may come to them if they're not aware and they're just like, I'm not doing that, right? Then you still, as the partner, mm-hmm. need to get some help yourself. And sometimes that does mean going to therapy alone mm-hmm. because if you love this person, you want to be with them, you mm-hmm. have to learn how to manage your own feelings and emotions too. Right. Uh, a, a way you can do that, if your partner does not want to seek uh, therapy uh, for anxiety, one thing you can do is say, well, I noticed that you you go through some things and I would like to get a better understanding of what you're going through so I can be here for you to support you and love you through whatever it is you're going through. Now, that's going to send a sign to your partner like, wow, he's going to do some therapy to try to figure out how to help me. So it's going to go. They're, they're going to have the thoughts of like, maybe I should join in. But as long as you're getting the uh, the help, you can kind of gradually help your partner by, you know, giving him some some insight here and there, some things that you learn in therapy. And if they see you gradually uh, growing and blossoming and knowledge of, of anxiety, they may help them. They may put them at ease to want to go to seek therapy. Yeah, and then you guys can start doing it together. Couples yeah. therapy, couples counseling, couples mm-hmm. coaching, all of those things are good because it can help you come up with a game plan. Okay, how are we going to deal with this anxiety when it comes up? We have to externalize the anxiety, you know, because it can, like we we just said, create a barrier, create mm-hmm. a wedge, and that's not what we're trying to do, right? But we also need to learn how to better communicate. You know, anxiety will break the communication down. We're afraid, so we shut down or we walk away or we avoid or we attack, right? All of these things can happen and that hurts the communication and the root of the issue kind of disappears or doesn't, we don't get to it. And so we keep having the same issues over and over and over again. Right. It's just like a Ferris wheel. You're just running, just keep going over and over the same problem because you're scared to talk about it. You're scared to put words on it. You're scared to talk to say, hey, let's sit down and talk about what I'm going through that makes you feel this way. You can't be afraid. We can't be afraid to talk about the, the things that are so apparent and in our mm-hmm. face. We can't let anxiety be the elephant in the room that we just try to ignore. We just deal with, oh, let me go, let me go do this so I could just not have to deal with it. No, it's not. The issue is not going to go anywhere. Right. And it's just, you're just prolonging, mm-hmm. right, the, the inevitable if we don't put it on the table. Right. Sometimes, believe it or not, talking about the things that's right there in your face is the hardest part. Because you're like, uh, this person knows they're doing, I don't want to cause the trouble. I don't want, you know, sometimes the the elephant in the room is the hardest thing to point out. It is. It definitely is. But we got to, we have to challenge ourselves to do it if we want the relationship to work. And then going back on the reason, well, why am I even in this to begin with? Because I love this person, Mm -hmm. right? I want to be with them. So let me take this as a challenge to help us grow stronger versus further apart, right? And to do that, though, we got to make sure as the partner of someone who has anxiety, you got to manage your own reactions, your Mm -hmm. own feelings. It's so hard not to take it personal. I know because we're human, right? It is hard. It is very hard not to take it personal. If your partner just uh, what seeming to you just abruptly has an attitude or abruptly seems distanced, you're not going to understand um how to deal with that? Because you're going to take it as they're just being mean in the relationship, but they're dealing with something. So it's it's very important to communicate that to you. You have to put your emotions and your reactions into check. If you're just blowing up and your partner is steady shutting down, you have to say, 
there's, there's no reason for me to blow up because this is not helping my partner speak to me. So th it's hard to, to manage your uh, emotions, like my wife said, because we're human. We are designed with these emotions and they are designed to be able to come out and for us to show them. But we need to be able to, to, to guide them, to, to control them. To, yeah. So we won't, you know, further push our, our partner away. Mm -hmm. And and it's easy to just be like, I'm not dealing with that, right? I don't, mm -hmm. don't got to deal with this. But if mm -hmm. you really want to be with this person, we got to better learn how to manage our own emotions, right? And we can do that by setting healthy boundaries, right? It is never okay, even if your partner does suffer from anxiety, it's never okay for them to use hurtful language, right? Mm -hmm. Cruel words or to accuse you, insults, threats, right? We got to be, we got to set boundaries of like, you know what? I, I know that you're going through something, but this behavior is not okay and I don't have to accept that, right? But doing right. it from love, coming from a space of love, right? Mm -hmm. Right. You have to say that and you have to stay even tempered when you say that. Because they may come back with you with some even more hurtful language. And this way, you just have to smile and say the statement again and say, I'm going to give you your space. And walk away. And walk away. But they understand that you're not the problem and that you're here for them. Mm -hmm. But always come back. Always. We got to write about it before we talk mm -hmm. about it again. We got to come back to that, that thing that, you know, caused us to need a break. But we have to deal with it because it's not going to go away, it's you know? Not. But setting healthy boundaries is so important. And then the next thing that we can do to support our partner is do mental health breaks together. Keyword. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's it's good to to do things on your own, but you know, invite or even ask your partner to join you on some of the things that work for you. How do you manage your stress? Maybe that can help your partner. Maybe you go on bike rides. Maybe you do a lot of stress management tools that you can really, really help your partner with. Right. Go take a drive. Go take a, a vacation. Go, go enjoy some outside activities. Go exercise. Go do. It's a lot of things that you guys can do to take a mental break together, to get your guys, your, your guys' mind off the intensity of, of the relationship. Just give you guys a break, yes. a relaxation break. Yes, and those are great ways to help manage mm -hmm. anxiety and stress. But what you don't want to do, so we went over the do's, but now mm -hmm. let's hit the don'ts, the right? Do -nots. What you don't want to do in, in the scenario where your partner is having anxiety, mm -hmm. you're wanting to support them, we cannot tell them how to feel, right? We we can't explain like, you. well, you should, why are you thinking like that? Why that's are you worried about that? Why are you even doing that, right? Yeah, that's hard to do because, again, you're human because you're you're questioning, what did I do to make you act that way? And sometimes that is the wrong approach. Because you're furthly backing your, your partner into a corner like, yeah, it's it's just you. You're the issue because I haven't done anything. So you have to... Uh, Try to get an understanding. Right. Yeah. Do not tell them how they feel. Try to understand how they feel. Exactly. And don't act like you know everything. You don't know what your partner is going through internally, what they're thinking, what's on their mind, unless they tell you, unless they share that with you. And if they do, we got to create a safe space because that's not easy to do. Mm -hmm. If we do that and then we shut them down, they're going to be less likely to do it again, right? Mm -hmm. This is very true. Acting like you know everything can be so detrimental. 
that can rub your partner the wrong way can not make them want to approach you and talk to them because they're going to say well i already know what this person's going to say they're going to give me all these answers and not going to listen to me and not going to validate what i'm going through yeah and the last don't is don't try to fix them or force them to change we got to know we can't change nobody but ourselves. Right. Mm -hmm. We can support, we can encourage, we can inspire, we can do all of those things, but we can't be like, this is what you got to do. This is how you got to do it. And mm -hmm. I'm going to be the sole factor in that. No, just like you can't be your, your partner's therapist. You cannot mm -hmm. be their savior either. You know, there's some things that they got to do on their own too. Right. These don'ts are pretty hard because these are natural human uh, emotions, especially if you're in, involved with somebody uh, I know a lot of times uh, for men, uh, we hear problems and we just try to go out and fix them. Like, uh, I heard it, all right, what we got to do now? We got to do it and fix it. But a lot of times that is, a, that is a terrible approach. We can't fix them. We are not a mechanic. We do not have a license in fixing people with anxiety. We have to try to understand and try to help them and let them know that I'm here for you, whatever it is that you need from me. Um, I can research some things and we can come up with coping skills together but i cannot tell you this is going to work and you should do this and that should be the end of it and that's why communication is so important and if you don't have all the answers try to seek help it's okay to ask for help there's nothing wrong or weak or anything about it you know because if you really want to be with that person you're going to do what it takes to make it work you know exactly. and and that's just the key. So I feel like we we, we kind of went in depth with that, you yeah, know? Yeah, the do's and the don'ts. And if you guys have any questions, you know, about specific types of anxiety, mm -hmm. specific things, reach out to us. We're, right. we're acceptable. Send us an email. Reach right. out to us on social media because we can try to help answer those questions Right. If you, you have feedback, please let us know because we have uh, anxiety in our relationship as well. We're going to go ahead and uh, transition to talking about our journey with anxiety in our relationship yeah how has anxiety affected our relationship our marriage oh that's like whoo that's a big one because yeah. i suffer from anxiety this is this is something that i've dealt with since a child since i could remember um laying in bed my stomach just in knots just thinking it's oh I don't like confrontation but knowing that it, it's coming from environmental stressors coming from trauma all of these things that have led into my adulthood and then also spill out into my relationship I I, I completely understand uh, I'm I can actually say that I don't know if I've suffered through like severe anxiety uh, I'm sure I have bouts of anxiety uh especially when I have to do something in front of a lot of people or uh, things of that nature. And I, lately, uh, through counseling and, and things of that nature, I, I realize I have um, anxiety when it comes to opening up about certain feelings and, and conversations with my wife. Um, and that's just, uh, that's a work in progress because once you're trying to identify it, you, you have to try to figure out how to still express yourself without getting anxious about it. Because sometimes that works uh, against you because I'm an overthinker. Sometimes I will sit and think about something for two or three days before I'm ready to have a conversation about it. 
And sometimes in those those thinking moments, I will have some moments of anxiety. But I like to think sometimes I will come out of it with more questions. And sometimes um, I think that is another sign of anxiety. What do you think, babe? Well, I there's different levels, right? There's with anxiety, you can have it to the extreme where you're just over obsessing over every little thing, or it can be healthy or normal when you do, you are about to take a test, right? Mm -hmm. But I, I think when in terms of the overthinking, when you're worried so much and it's be creating a barrier, right? That's when it comes to that relationship anxiety, which affects our communication because you need two or three days to think about something and not my anxiety, how my anxiety works. I'm like, we need to talk about this right now. This is true. But I am the one, I don't like to just talk off the top. I like to know what I'm going to say. I like to either, you know, get a game plan of what what's needs to be said, what should be said, and what the comeback is going to be. So I can kind of know that. That is just the way I think. Which, you know, if that's the way that you think, that's okay. But then if you have a partner who's like, but you thinking about it, that's increasing my anxiety for them two or three days. I'm through the roof. I can't function. I can't sleep. I this can't is, eat. I can't do nothing because you need time to think about it. And we not dealing with the issue. And then the flip side of that is that you're saying, yo, we need to talk about it. You didn't <laughs> thought about it already. And I'm like, yo, you causing my anxiety and I'm causing your anxiety. So... This is something that we're working on together. Uh, we're still going to counseling and trying to figure it out. We're, we're doing better, but as you can tell, we're, we're still working through the kinks. Yes, and, and that is totally normal. Our relationship ain't perfect. We don't try to come on here and present it that way. Mm -hmm. But doing things like, okay, this is the issue. You don't feel like talking about it right now. Let's set a time and let's set a date to talk about it. Right. If that is two mm -hmm. days, though, at least that gives the person with anxiety who needs it right away a starting point of, OK, we can come back in two days to talk about it. And then it gives the person time to 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 process it more. But we got to compromise because it can't just be a back and forth and it can't be a one sided thing either. This is very true. And this is why we're we're still um, working it out. But um I think just by us talking to you guys about it, getting feedback from you guys and, and going to counseling, we, we are gradually getting to a point where at least we do recognize the issues that cause anxiety when it comes to communicating with us. Recognize, that's the first step, y'all. You got to recognize it. And know you got to have patience with your partner because sometimes just recognizing it it doesn't feel like it's enough, but that is the first step. Right. And and you just want your, your partner to, to know already, well, we talked about this, mm -hmm. just do it, right. right? We went to counseling about it. They told us what to do, just do it. But right. we're humans right. and thing change does not happen overnight. It's a process. So right. we have a lot of times where you looking at me like, we went over this already. You yep. should know. It's a lot of times I have those looks. But <laughs> you also have to understand that patience is key too. Right. We've been together... Five years? He looks confused. He don't six know. Six years. We've been together a good amount of time. <laughs> and I can say probably the last year and a half, we have been able to recognize some of the things that cause anxiety when it comes to communication. A lot of times in relationships, we have that, that dating period where we go on dates, we just meet people, and we talk about 
the previous relationships that we talk about, oh, my ex did this, I didn't like this. And so the first few dates, we feel we have educated our partner enough. And after that, they need to know everything that our other relationship did and what we didn't like, and they need to just have it down packed. But that is not the case. And rarely is that ever work. You explaining everything within your first couple weeks of dating and think you're going to have a long relationship and that person is going to know the exact game plan from the first few weeks that you told them about from all the, the previous bad relationships. You just want them to already know that. That is not a, a feasible plan. No, because we don't know each other's life like that for real. You only, when you, when we got together, because we want to keep it personal, when we got together, right? We we told each other of the things in our life that was going on at that time, right? Mm -hmm. We slowly pulled back layers, but even with us being together for six years, there's still so much you don't know about me and there's still a lot I don't know about you, right? right. And, and feeling comfortable um, opening and pulling back the layers of like, this is who I am. And I, and a lot of times we aren't real with each other or put it on the table, even before marriage, right? Mm -hmm. We didn't go to marriage counseling, which I think we could have benefited from. And I think everyone who is getting married should do before, because you can talk about these things. Do you suffer from a mental health disorder? How often do we ask ourselves that? We didn't ask each other that when we got together, right? But those are things we need to know. I have anxiety. These are my triggers, right? I overthink. I overanalyze, overprocess. Mm -hmm. I'm to this. I'm to that. So that you have a better understanding of how to support me or how to maneuver in those situations when they come right. up. A lot of times I think uh, once people start developing feelings, it's, it kind of slows them down to trying to discover or who that person really is. Because we have this uh, saying, uh, love me for who I am, love me the way I am. And that is part of the, the conversation, but loving the way you are, if you are causing detriment to our relationship and causing me issues, there's no way I can love you the way you are. So a lot of times when we start developing feelings in, in, the, in these relationships, we, start, we stop asking these uh questions to discover and find out more about our partner. We, we we want to just run with the feeling of, oh, I know this person. I know the basic level. I know the surface level things. I know his mama. I know his daddy. But do you know that his uncle has mental health problems? Do you know any of these things? Do you know that he was raised by his grandmother who also had issues going on? So these are things that we need to keep asking ourselves questions and our partner questions and keep the conversation open. It's always stuff that you can find out about your partner. Believe it or not, there's some things that your partner may have suppressed so much that they have forgotten all about it. And it's just by keep keeping the conversation open, by supporting your your mate, they can come up with these things that you feel like, okay, this is why you act like this, or this is why I respond to this, or this is why you respond this way when this happens. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just about making a plan. I think what we have done as we are still in our journey right of utilizing just some of the skills or tools that we even shared today earlier because we do mental health breaks together i love that we go on vacations we get a chance to just get away and really um, limit some of the stressors that normally would cause anxiety um so I, I think continuing to do those things and then also just having a plan of you know what we in this 
So we got to work through right. these challenges. We're not just going to run. We're not yeah. just going to f- do the fight or flight. Right. right? We, I ain't we going nowhere, to... so you might as well go ahead. We might as well figure out a way to fix it. And you got to make a commitment to do that and because it's not easy, y'all. It's not. It is not easy, but it's so worth it, especially if you love and want to be with that person. So we're going to keep sharing these little um, tidbits with you guys as we are continuing on our journey. Um, But we're going we're going to stop it there because I think I think we said enough about anxiety. And if y'all have some more questions, please don't hesitate to let us know. Yeah, please hit us up. We're on, on all social media platforms at Hill University. That's H E. 1L University at Hill University on the Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Hit us up and please pay attention to our blog and sign up for on IG for our social clubs, our bike club, our book club. And please hit the notification so you can be first in line when we drop new content. Every Friday. Every Friday we come in with a new episode. So continue with us as we also um, focus on other um, topics like depression, PTSD. How do I deal with these things in my relationships and on an individual level? Stay with us as we learn how to heal ourselves and heal our relationships. Heal you, y'all. We out.